You might be thinking it's way too early to be talking about Justin Fields' second contract with the Chicago Bears, but I can assure you, Ryan Poles and the Bears front office are having these conversations right now, especially after Jalen Hurts signed his new contract extension in Philadelphia. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And on the show today, we're exploring the impact of this new Jalen Hurts contract on the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields and how it really does affect those future conversations already getting started today. We'll look more closely at Hertz's contract and the quarterback market and how that plays into the different dynamics the Bears will be considering with Justin Fields, not this offseason, of course, but potentially as early as next offseason when we start to work through his different contract dynamics. We'll kind of look at the timeline here of how things need to go and what happens if they go certain ways versus, you know, not either goes well or doesn't go as well in the situations the Bears want to avoid and where things may play more into Chicago's favor. Obviously, the Hertz contract was kind of the big news of the NFL Monday. We knew he was in line for one this offseason. We also knew that Joe Burrow is potentially in line for one this offseason. We know that uh, Ju- Ju- Justin Herbert, excuse me, is also potentially in line for one. And we know Lamar Jackson is still sitting out there waiting for his current contract, not just like a future contract extension, but like an actual long-term deal for this season and beyond. And so it's just been this question of when the quarterback market was going to be set by the first one and then how the other two will play after that. Because of course, the quarterback market effectively resets every time a new one of these players signs a new record-setting deal. And that was the case for Jalen Hurts. His contract now makes him the highest paid player in NFL history in terms of per year average on the contract. It averages $51 million per year. And every quarterback, including Justin Fields and their agents are always going to be looking at that one with dollar signs in their eyes going, okay, if my quarterback or this quarterback or me being the quarterback can reach that level of play, my contract will then be based off of that contract and try and raise it another level above. So it's expected then that Joe Burrow and just Justin Herbert, might get slightly more than Jalen Hurts did in his contract. They'll say, well, he got that much, so pay me a little bit more than that. And of course, Lamar Jackson and and his lack of agent may use that in in their negotiations as well, though he's seeking a a more fully guaranteed contract. Hurts still got a lot of guaranteed money, but the key deal in the Hurts contract is the salary cap numbers against the Eagles cap hit. This year, he's going to cost them $6 million. Next year, 13 and a half. 2025 will be 21.7 million and 2026 will be 31.7 million. So a lot of the cap hit is backloaded in that deal. A lot of the guaranteed money comes up front. So it's kind of the best of both worlds for both teams. Jalen Hurts gets, you know, what, 200 or 100 and some odd million dollars guaranteed on a lot of that right up front. 
but the the Eagles don't have to bear the brunt of that right away on their cap hit and, and can generally push it back multiple years down the line. So I think that gives a front office like the Bears hope that if someday they need to negotiate some kind of big contract like that with their quarterback, that it doesn't have to instantly throw you into salary cap trouble, right? It doesn't mean he's going to cost you $51 million against your salary cap every single season. There are ways to move the numbers around here, and the Philadelphia Eagles are one of the absolute best at it. It's also true, though, that Fields is not the only quarterback that's going to be on that timeline next year that could be in this potential conversation. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, coming from the same draft class, is going to start to have these contract extension discussions because typically— it's after year three of these quarterbacks that you see the deal get done, as was the case here for Jalen Hurts, as is where Joe Burrow is currently and, and Justin Herbert in, in some of their contract situations here. That's where you start to get ahead of like, get the long-term deal done now, as opposed to letting that quarterback continue to have another great season, let more quarterback contracts come into play and ultimately raise the price every single time. I mean, we're not that far removed from uh, Patrick Mahomes getting his contract a year or two ago at what was kind of a record-setting type deal when he signed it. It was a huge contract. And people were like, man, can the Chiefs afford to pay Patrick Mahomes $45 million a year? Well, now Jalen Hurts blows that out of the water pretty consistently across the board in both total value and guaranteed money. And that Mahomes contract all of a sudden is the sixth highest paid per year average of contract for a quarterback. And by the time we get to when Justin Fields is up for his deal, Hertz likely won't be the highest paid quarterback. He could be the third or fourth highest paid quarterback possibly per year. So that that's how the quarterback market tends to reset and why a team like the Bears has to be paying attention and is paying attention to how these numbers are coming out because all of a sudden they have to figure out where they might slot their own valuation of their quarterback, not where he is right now, but where he will be, A, when he's potentially up for signing that contract extension when it becomes time to sign that contract extension. And also the idea being you sign these quarterbacks to this contract extension, not only for what they did in the most recent season, but what you're expecting of them to do over the next four or five years, however long that contract is, or I guess for Mahomes, 10 years, although that's going to get a contract extension and a renegotiation at some point before he gets anywhere close to the 10th year of that deal. But it does seem like we continue to rise and increase this quarterback market with every young QB that gets signed. And that's going to take up a bigger chunk of those teams' salary caps over time that will then reduce the amount of money they have to build around those quarterbacks and why the rookie contract window is, is so important for these teams like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to win that Super Bowl early or get to the Super Bowl in, in their case early while the quarterback is still very affordable and you could put as much around them as possible. The Bears haven't been able to do that on Justin Hurts's or Justin Hurts already combining the two quarterbacks on Justin Fields's contract timeline. The first two years now of his rookie deal have not been highly competitive, have not been a good situation around the quarterback, and have not been years where you can even make a very fair or realistic evaluation of fields. But the idea is that now 2023, he's going to have a bigger supporting cast, but is it good enough yet? And is even if he has a really good year this year, is that one good year enough to pay him? We'll explore these questions and the timeline of Fields' career and where there's some similarities to Jalen Hurts and also where things are a little bit uniquely Fields next on Locked On Bears. The Locked On Bears podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. 
That's bonus bets right back to you. So if your first bet doesn't win, FanDuel will get you cash back to keep playing at FanDuel no matter what. It's a win-win. You either play, you either win your bet and you win your winnings or you lose your bet and the, the, the no-sweat first bet refunds you and gets you ready to go with your next bet. Whether it's baseball season underway now, the basketball playoffs, you could bet on where players are going to be picked in the NFL draft, what position the Bears are going to take. You could bet on Justin Fields for MVP odds next year and so much more, all with FanDuel on an app that's safe, easy to use, easy to download, super secure, everything you want in your sports book. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. We saw Jalen Hurts have a really strong third season, take his team to the Super Bowl, and get rewarded with a big contract. Justin Fields entering his third season with expectations not to be an MVP candidate necessarily like Jalen Hurts, but to have that big jump in year three like Hurts when the team did more to build around him and maybe try and take a similar type of step forward. So then you might be thinking, well, okay, if Hurts has a big year three, takes his team far, gets a big contract. If Justin Fields has a big year three, takes his team far, does that mean next offseason, big contract for Justin Fields? And I think the short answer there is no, not yet. Because there's a slight difference in in the timeline that Hertz and Fields had worked with. That through through Fields' first two seasons, you know, we're really there's really some real legitimate questions about, you know, his production, his ability to produce at a high level. You know, his first season was like half of a season. And, you know, he was injured a couple of times and didn't start right away and didn't really have the good, good, the good preparation with the Matt Nagy offense and all that stuff. Okay. You know, J- Jalen Hurts, first season was, was similar, right? He played four, four starts that season. We saw him make a couple plays here and there, but it wasn't really a full rookie season. It was just kind of a, got a little, got his toes wet, but dabbled, but not really anything you could evaluate. We come into fields. The second season starts 15 games and, you know, is the regular starter, but not in anywhere close to a normal offensive situation or circumstances on a particularly bad team with with no supporting cast. And we get through that full second season where Fields has, you know, historically low quarterback production. And of course, box score quarterback production is not a good way to measure how good of a quarterback Justin Fields is or isn't. But it, it, when you compare it to Jalen Hurts, like Hurts' second season, he also started 15 games, took over as a starter that season. And while he was not as good or dominant like he was this past season, he still had, you know, 400 plus pass attempts through for over 3000 yards, 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I'm not trying to revisionist history and say Jalen Hurts was really good his second year. No, but Jalen Hurts did have just like more general opportunity, more throws on tape, more film, more everything to sort of show a little bit more of what he could do. Not that the Eagles were convinced after year two that Justin Fields was, or that, that Jalen Hurts was great, but they had a little bit of something to say, okay, year three, you need to build off of exactly what we saw in year two and really, really prove it. So now with, with Hurts, we've only seen one truly great year, but we have seen two years of like, you know, more production than what we've seen from Justin Fields. We, we've seen two years of like, not two years at the same level, but like a year of really good and a year of okay. And I think for Fields, we saw moments of of pretty good this past season, but holistically, like 
it was just not, it's not his fault, but it was not a good season of passing from Justin Fields overall. It was not something that you can look at and say, yep, all right, that's, that's the stepping stone forward. It wasn't a ton of progress from the year before. It was more of the same kind of flashes that we saw, but never really able to be like the passing quarterback to truly like take over and dominate a game purely with his arm, the way that you want to see for a quarterback that you want to hand a contract extension to. So even if Justin Fields has a really good third season, that'll feel like the first full season that he really looked the part. And and Jalen Hurts, it feels like he has two seasons of, again, not two seasons of MVP caliber play, but two a little bit more of two full seasons than we've seen with Fields, who will have more of like one full season and then a couple of question mark seasons. Hurts was like an inconsistent, but some flashes season and then a really good season. Fields was like barely got to see him and then one really good season. And so do you invest a five-year, $50 million a year contract in a quarterback after one really good season. The, the, the Eagles were confident enough to do it with, with Jalen Hurts, and no one is really questioning that at this point, although I think there's some room to question one really good season with Jalen Hurts. But regardless, not, not the point of the podcast today. But the point being, if, if Fields steps up and has maybe not a, an MVP level third year, but just looks the part a little bit more and increases the production, like, is that enough to hand him the big-time mega contract? Like, it feels to me like the Bears may want to see what he could do in year four and say, okay, year three, great. Progress, that's what we want to do. Like, it feels like Fields' year three should be Jalen Hurts' year two. And then when Jalen Hurts goes into year four, that's when he needs to take the Jalen Hurts year three step. Like, the step Jalen Hurts took this year is the step Fields will need to take, like, not this year, but next year. So, I mean, I realize we're getting, like, this year, last year, this year, next year. The step Hurts took last year, 2022, is the step... Fields need to take in 2024 that, you know, he's kind of a year behind offset on Jalen Hurts because of where he's been and where the Bears have been in this career. Because what you don't want him to do or what you don't want to do is get caught, I think, where the New York Giants are right now with Daniel Jones, where Daniel Jones really wasn't good for three years. Uh, They declined his fifth year option, went into year four. And he had maybe his best season of his career, certainly cut down on the turnovers and led them to more wins than he had in any season up to this point, even though the yards per game weren't quite there. But passer rating was was better. And they gave him a pretty darn big contract after one season of of pretty good football play, but in four years, $160 million. And it's like, wow, they're going all in on Daniel Jones after just just that? Like That's where we don't want to be with Justin Fields and why it feels like you know progress this year plus more progress the following year that's when you're ready to potentially reward him. But that's a very different timeline than Jalen Hurts, and I think a different timeline than a lot of these other quarterbacks. And it makes it complicated for the Bears in terms of where they are in the team-building process as far as, you know, how long do you give fields? How long do you trust that? And, and at what point, you know, did your resources align with, you know, asking yourself the difficult questions about what your long-term options are going to be at quarterback? So we'll kind of look at how Fields' timeline might align with the Bears timeline and maybe where it doesn't align as well with the Bears timeline and how Ryan Poles might try and work through that next on Locked on Bears. The challenge with having to wait until year four with Justin Fields is, you know, how long is, is too long to keep trying this, to keep giving him these opportunities. How patient can you be? And at what point do you just have to absolutely have 
the production? Does does it have to happen this year in year three? And if you get through year three and you say, yeah, we're pretty sure still, but we're not positive. Like if you're not positive after the season, but you're still pretty sure, can you do three years of pretty sure and then still try it again and not be positive until after year four? I mean, is that is that a realistic amount of patience that the Bears can afford to take with Justin Fields? Because as you look at it this year, we heard the Bears general manager, Ryan Poles, admit basically like, hey, we can't fill every hole perfectly this offseason, or certainly not in free agency, and that the draft is another way to try and fill some of those holes. But he's basically acknowledged like, yeah, this team isn't going to be like fully complete everything we want it to be to compete for a championship this year. It's going to be better. It needs to be better. And it is already improved in some key areas around the quarterback, namely wide receiver. But it's not where it needs to be ideally. And perhaps, you know, you get an offensive tackle in the first round of this draft. You get some defensive linemen in the draft. You start to fill some of those holes. And it becomes a roster that looks a little bit more playoff bound than it does right now. But regardless, the Bears have not outwardly said, but have sort of shown this propensity to be really building toward 2024. Like that's the season where everything should really be in place. And so that's kind of the season where you feel like, like like we've been talking about year four with Justin Fields. That's the year that is make or break. This season is make or break, but it's almost less, less make or break because you'll again sort of have the excuse of like, okay, well maybe this Bears team wasn't still fully formed yet this season, but how many years can you keep sort of using that excuse? And at what point then does Fields have to just be better? I certainly think it's very valid for the first two seasons. Like it's a very impossible situation for a quarterback to truly be successful in really the last two years of his quarterbacking career. I, I believe that wholeheartedly and don't hold either of these two seasons, particularly against Justin Fields. Year three, we got to start seeing some really real progress here because the situation is getting better to where I think even with a not complete roster this season, a great quarterback can find success with a roster that's still a work in progress. A great quarterback might not be able to succeed with the terrible team Fields had last season, but a truly great quarterback can make things happen with DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, uh, Chase Claypool, Cole Komet, Bob Tanyan, Donta Foreman, Khalil Herbert, and hopefully a decent enough offensive line. A, A great quarterback can be productive even when the situation isn't perfect around him. A good quarterback can be great when the situation is perfect. And that's kind of what we wonder about Jalen Hurts a little bit there. But regardless, like, so Fields needs to show, like, good quarterbacking this season, even if the situation is not ideal. Because if he struggles again, and you can't just say, well, the offensive line wasn't perfect, and maybe you could have used a little bit more in terms of pass catchers or in the backfield or whatever. And certainly the defense isn't going to be doing him a ton of favors this season all of a sudden those start to run out a little bit. And so it's a tough situation with fields where you feel like you have to use all of his rookie contract to determine if he's your guy for the long-term future. You know, ideally you want to really have the good team around him right away. So you can build up and and get the most value uh, around the quarterback position while the quarterback's not costing you $50 million a year. So you can spend more at wide receiver and a defense and all those things. The bears have not been able to do that. And it's why, you heard already people speculating or suggesting that they should have made a quarterback change and drafted a rookie this season while they had the number one overall pick because it resets the quarterback contract timeline 
So you'd have more years of rookie contract quarterback and not have to pay fields before you've had any success with him up to that point. The, what, the thing I come away with is it's more important to make sure that you find out if your rookie quarterback is or your rookie contract quarterback. It's more important to find out if he is great than it is how early you find out he's great. I would much rather find out he's great at the end of his rookie contract than either find out he's not great or let him go and then have another team find out he's great later on because you weren't punishing him or weren't, weren't you were punished for it because you weren't patient enough with him. Like the, these are the sort of like things it's more important to just get the quarterback, right? Whether you get it right early in his rookie contract or late in his rookie contract, much more important to just have the good quarterback. And I don't really care as much when you find it, but if you get to year three or into year four, and there's some questions there because the other struggle here is that next year is when the bears have two first round picks, the 2024 NFL draft is the time that the Bears would be best positioned to replace Justin Fields. When you have two first-round picks, you have the ammo to move up high in the draft to take a quarterback. But if this season, this upcoming year, is not the ideal surroundings for Fields, and maybe you're not 100% sure after this season, but maybe he plays better, you have a Fields that's playing better but didn't dominate, and you have the option to draft a quarterback, like that becomes a really difficult situation. Do you use those two first round picks to build around fields even more and give him every possible opportunity to succeed? Or do you grab that quarterback and you feel like, okay, we'll build around fields and let him succeed. But then you have a quarterback who's perhaps good when the team is great around him. But do you have a quarterback who's great even when the team isn't always great around him? Because those are the quarterbacks you pay big money for. I don't think you pay big money for quarterbacks like Daniel Jones that are only good when the team around him is good, because there are a lot of those quarterbacks out there, but you pay the quarterback who can be great, even when things are not great around him. And that's why I feel like we need to see more greatness from Justin Fields this season, or else we need to start having the conversation next off season about potentially drafting a quarterback. Keep in mind, you could draft a quarterback next year and still start fields for year four and still see everything he can do in that fourth season and maybe have a good problem on your hands if Fields plays well and you have a highly drafted rookie quarterback behind him. I think that would be not a bad situation to find yourself in. That that rookie then could be insurance and then either Fields plays well in your set or Fields doesn't play well and you have that rookie quarterback as potential insurance next offseason. But all of that is quite a bit into the future from where we are now. We still need to pick non-quarterbacks in this draft class. We still need to see Fields built around more this offseason and see what Fields can do this season in his second year in the offense. Like everything is everything is trending towards Fields being in the, the best position they can have him in in order to have more success this season. And he absolutely needs to step up into that success and grow into this role. But I promise you the Bears are having these same kind of conversations now. Not about, okay, are there quarterbacks next year that we want to draft? But, okay, let's keep an eye on this quarterback market. Let's keep an eye on where we are on this quarterback timeline with our, our develop, development and with how other quarterbacks are being paid and what our, our resources are, our draft capital, our, our salary cap space next offseason, which should be plentiful again. And all of a sudden, all the pressure is going to be on Justin Fields to produce, to produce this season. And maybe that's it. And then if not, the, certainly the pressure to produce in 2024 is going to be astronomically high on everyone involved in this process. It's really going to be fun to watch. And you know, the bears are going to be watching for Joe Burrow's contract for Justin Herbert's contract for Lamar Jackson's contract and see how the other teams handle the other young quarterbacks that are coming up on this contract market. Whatever happens with fields and the bears in this team building process, you can be sure we'll break it all down for you right here on the locked on bears podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts or on the locked on bears, YouTube channel. 
because that's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked on Bears your first listen today, and hopefully every single day. Really appreciate all of my everydayers out there. Those of you tuning in five days a week for Locked on Bears, you are the diehards who tune in to get your Bears information each and every single day. And I know you tune in every day because you're the diehard Bears fan who needs to make sure that every day they get an opportunity to bear down.